Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Beautiful Brainiacs, welcome to another episode of Leather Brains. Today is draft day. It's draft day, baby. It is April 28th, and we have made it to the day of the draft. As always, I'm also here with my very good friend and producer, Scott Del Rey. Are you pumped, buddy? I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Take your shirt off. Um... No, I thought about it, but okay. no, I'm not going to Okay. Do yeah, it would, it would be quite a long episode that I'd have to stare at your, your chest. My nipples. Your bare naked chest. Yeah, I've got I don't two chest do that. hairs now, so. Oh, nice. Congratulations. They're both long. That is, that, you should have saved that for the breaking news. That's, that's great. Great to hear. Congratulations <laughs> on the chest hair. Um, I am excited. Today is the day we have been waiting for since the end of the Super Bowl We get to see where some of these players are going. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Did I say I'm very excited? Because I'm very excited on this. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. So, uh, without further ado, I suppose let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. All right. First of all, I have to ask: Are you able to hear that background noise? I don't think so. I think we're good. Cool, cool. I I kind of vaguely hear something, but I think we can edit it out in post. I've got a very obnoxious neighbor who is using a um, air compressor outside in his front yard. Uh, The neighbor will remain. Does he know that you're recording? You should go tell him we're very busy, sir. You're ruining a production masterpiece. Yeah, I'm just gonna send him a link and say you ruined this episode. (laughs) Do you hear this shit behind? (laughs) This is you ruining our freaking episode. This is what we're dealing with. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so first uh, first bit of news here. Um, it's not really news, but it is noteworthy. Um, Sam Darnold has officially been told by the GM of the Panthers that they are looking to pick up another quarterback. So it's something that everyone kind of assumed was happening, and you know the, the organization made it pretty clear that this is something that they're open to. Uh, but now even Sam Darnold is getting the official notice saying, hey, shit's coming, shit's coming down the pipe. I'm devastated. <laughs> I cannot believe that they do not want Sam Darnold. I, I, I'm i almost speechless because why would you move on from such a mediocre quarterback? Hey, I Very se- sad. I seem to remember, um, I think two years ago now, Colin Cowherd was all on board the Sam Darnold train. And he was talking about how Sam Darnold's going to be the next big thing. And that he looks really good. Um, and the question was between him and Baker Mayfield. And he, Colin Cowherd, famously hated Baker Mayfield and loved Sam Darnold. So, you know, he's got that going for him. He may may come to at some point in time. Mm. Not with the Panthers. And I think I, I, I was I was slightly optimistic that Adam Gase had ruined Sam Darnold with his time at the Jets. Um 
He went to the Panthers. He looked good for the first couple weeks, and then he proceeded to be the Sam Darnold that we all thought and knew he he was. So um, not surprised by this whatsoever. I think if Sam Darnold was surprised by this, he's extremely naive and unaware of of the situation he's in. Um, He had to see it coming. And I, I guess it's nice that the GM formally told him that, hey, we're probably going to be moving on from you in the not so distant future as they should as a franchise. So it is what it is. Not shocked by it. And uh, maybe Kenny Pickett found his home. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe Baker Mayfield. They, uh, they said no, so. but maybe. Um, Perhaps. You know, Sam Darnold will find his place as a very capable backup, and he'll be able to play in the NFL for a very long time and make a great living. So um, he's just, hey, as it seems right now. The backup quarterback yeah. position, not a bad spot to be in. Really not. I would think of, are there many jobs on the face of the planet that you would trade or that you wouldn't trade to be a backup quarterback in the NFL? Like it's, it's like mm. top tier job. Um, probably place kicker. Well, it, like kickoff. Like if I, if I was a kicker that just had to do kickoff, <laughs> I think that would be great. But if you're doing kickoffs, you're also you're also doing field goals, and there's high stress there. Yeah, very high. Still stress. Still not like if you're good at it, that's awesome. That that is a the the best position to have in the NFL. But you have to be good at it, um, and if you are, then then that would be the best position. But um, yeah, no, I think backup quarterback. You still get paid the most out of anybody to be a backup. Very low expectations. It's. I mean, it's. A, it sounds like a win to me. Yeah, so and you sign get, me you up. You get to work out every day for a living. You get front row seats to every NFL game. Lots it's of true. lots of benefits there. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we've talked enough about Sam Darnold. That's probably enough for him <laughs> for the year. Um, we've got news that Melvin Gordon is officially coming back to Denver, um, which uh, is heartbreaking for a lot of Javante fans. I woke up this morning. And I loved watching the world burn. This was, I was so happy to see this news. I I think we all kind of thought that there was a, we knew there was a possibility that it was going to happen. I, for one, as somebody who does not own Javante in any one of my leagues, could not be more excited for this because I love, I love watching the world burn on this one. I think it's awesome. Melvin Gordon, he will see the field. You know, he will see the field. Um, I still think that Javante will certainly have fantasy relevance, but um, this offseason, everyone was smashing the buy button on Javante Williams, and they were paying a very high price for him. And I think this just slightly hurts him just a little bit because Melvin Gordon is going to see touches. He will probably see some touchdowns and some goal line work, and that's going to hurt Javante Williams as far as fantasy football is concerned. Sign me up. Yeah, it's... uh... I don't know. I think it does more than slightly hurt Javante. I think this is a pretty significant blow to his value, and especially if you were one of those people who, you know, paid the premium for him. It's it was a high risk, high reward move because we always knew there was a possibility that Melvin Gordon was coming back. However, if he did not, Javante really seemed like a smash play. Uh, seemed like a you know someone who's going to potentially win you some championships. Um, so it's it's a it's a blow for sure. A lot of people are very sad, probably having a a, a Jack and Coke kind of night where they just need to sit back and forget the world. I I like it. I I also do like Jack and Cokes, so that needs to be said, but um I I I like the move for 
I, to be honest with you, I, I don't hate the move for Javante Williams either. Um, because not because I like, well, I do like to watch the world burn and I'm, I'm pro watching the haters hate, but they finished so similar, similar, similarly to each other. Melvin Gordon finished RB 17 on the year. Running back 18 was Javante Williams. So they were neck and neck with each other. And I think Javante Williams will, will win over this year as far as end-of-year rankings for running backs. I think Javante Williams will win that battle. They were very, very close at 161 and 167, respectively. So very close to each other. And Javante is going to see more work this year. I, I, I firmly do believe that. I think he will entrench himself as maybe a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type relationship. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I view this. But there's so many different changes for the the Broncos as a whole. You have Russell Wilson now, and that what does that do for that team? They're probably going to be throwing the ball more. Um, they should be throwing the ball more. They have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. There is a good wide receiver. Do the the Broncos are scary again? They are. They are a scary team. And then you have Javante and Melvin Gordon. So I'm excited for fantasy implications for both of these people because now you know that Javante Williams, he's not... It sucks, but it's also kind of reassuring, right? Because you know that he's not going to see 20 touches a game. He's not. But that also helps with his longevity as a player where he's not... They're not relying on him every single play like a John Taylor would be, where you know John Taylor is going to see the ball every single possession at least once <clears throat> you can't guarantee that with Javante which sucks for fantasy football um but I, I I don't hate it I don't it does hurt his value a little bit because he's not the bona fide gonna be the the guy every play so his value does get hurt but I don't hate it have they come out and specified how long the deal is I'm not seeing that mm. here I don't know that they have yet I don't think so so that's, that's something I, to keep an eye on as well, especially if you're in a dynasty league and you're one of those people who paid high for Javante. It may it may be something that still yet pays off for you. Um, if they're I, if they're signing Melvin Gordon for a one or two year deal, they may just be looking to uh, you know to capitalize on him while he still has value, and then possibly switch to that bell cow uh, type running back system like everyone thought that they might this year. Yeah, and I I think that at most it's going to be a two year deal. He's 29 years old, so he's well past that age of, of where you're, you're going to get prime years out of him. Um, but he still has he still has gas in the tank. We saw it last year, and, and he was he found relevance on on an otherwise unproductive offense, really. So uh, I'm excited. I also I just love it. I love waking up and, and knowing that there is a, a, a big group of people who've purchased Javante who were just pissed that they sold what they did for him. All right, our last piece of news here is is really potential news, but it would be big if it does uh, if it does come to fruition. There are reports now uh, stating that there is a potential deal being discussed between the Green Bay Packers and Las Vegas, and those two teams obviously have had a very colorful offseason already. Uh, it looks like there may be something in the works to get Darren Waller into a Packers uniform. What are your thoughts about that? I think you should have done this while you still had Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. um, granted, I guess they never really had him. But uh, I don't know. 
it's it's certainly interesting. I think the Raiders would be really silly to do it. But on the uh, on the flip side of the coin, uh, depends on what Green Bay is willing to pay for him because he's he's not getting any any younger. He is he's been injured a little bit, but he's still he's still a top tier tight end. So uh, I mean, he didn't do great this last year. He finished at tight end eighteen. He's twenty nine years old. So like he's. He's starting to age out, and if you can see, if you can get value, like immense value for him, I would certainly consider it. And and the Green Bay needs all the help they can get, so I think it's a it could potentially be a win win for both parties. Now that's the thing is that you know if, if you're talking about fantasy implications, it benefits basically everyone involved except for Derek Carr, uh, because you have to imagine that Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are both both going to get you know see more targets if he ends up leaving. Um, and then obviously Darren Waller will be playing with uh, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and Darren Waller is going to be a key part of that offense. So all of those people mm-hmm. are going to benefit. The only one who wouldn't see a benefit is Derek Carr. Um, so from a fantasy perspective, it'd be really interesting if that happened because you'd have a lot of people getting stock bumps. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I, it realistically, I don't see this as actually happening. Um, but uh, look, if you would have told me last year that Tyree Kill was going to be playing with the Dolphins, I would have laughed in your face as well. So uh, there's crazy things have happened this offseason. Let's keep the train rolling. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for the crazy. It, if Debo, I mean, Debo's still kind of up in the air with that whole situation. I'm I'm all on Team Chaos. Mm-hmm. So um, I like it. Yeah, and it's, it's also worth noting that even though on its face it seems like it would be, you know, not an obvious benefit for Las Vegas to do this. You're talking about trading with a Green Bay team that is bleeding and they need Mm -hmm. to make moves. And on top of that, it is kind of a similar situation to the Tyreek Hill discussion where you have a player who certainly is relevant, certainly is still, you know, producing on the field, but how much longer is that going to be the case? So why not, you know, examine your options now when he still has all this value uh, and see what you can get out of him, especially from a desperate Green Bay Packers team. Absolutely. And from a fantasy football standpoint, uh, I'd probably be doing the same exact thing as what's happening in the real world. where trying to sell him now while his name is still big because I'm going to I'm going to tell you if he finishes at tight end 18 again this next year. His value's done. Mm-hmm. So why why not try and sell him now while while you still might be able to get something for him? Um, and who knows, maybe he'll come back. He'll be tight end one this upcoming year. And then he'll be a Travis Kelsey. Who's like 33, I think 32, 33 and still killing it. So there's always that potential, but I, I lean on the latter side on that one. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Derek Carr responds if the trade goes through, because especially for the first half of the season, it seemed like Derek Carr doesn't know, didn't know how to throw the ball to anybody else. Like, like he was, he was his number one target through and through. Mm -hmm. And once he got injured, he kind of obviously was forced to start making other decisions. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Derek Carr may have a hard time adjusting to this. Granted, you have Devontae Adams there now, so theoretically he should have a, a new number one anyway. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. I and, and his health is something that has got to be on their on their mind as far as his longevity in the, in that position. So. <clears throat> Cool. Uh, that's it. That's all the news. There wasn't that's much that happened news? besides those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, draft day starts tomorrow. Um, very exciting. I am. I am pumped. I think that 
to be honest with you, I think there's going to be a couple different receivers that um, that are going to make some splash plays for some big teams in the first round. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and there's going to be some huge fantasy football implications for um, after tomorrow and do, throughout the rest of the draft. When does the draft actually start? Man, why are you asking all the hard questions? Well, I just didn't know. <clears throat> what time does the draft start? The draft starts 1936. That's when the NFL first draft started. Oh, that's good Good history. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you were curious to know, that is the very first draft for the NFL. Um, as for the, uh, the draft tomorrow, I believe it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 8 p.m. Eastern, okay. I yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be watching that like a hawk. Actually, mm, I'm going to be golfing tomorrow. I won't be watching it like a hawk. I'll just tomorrow? be getting updates. Yeah. Golf Thursday. Yeah, Although oh, that's, that's all, depending that started. Yeah, that's depending on I'm dealing with a pretty significant fever right now. Oh. Yeah, I'm on the tail end of some sort of sickness and it's also 85 degrees in my house cuz I refuse to turn on the AC cuz it's going to be 60 degrees all week next week. Mm. So I'm and I'm wearing layers. I don't know. I'm making choices all the way around yeah you're you're just a conundrum of of issues over there yeah all right we we can uh move into the mail okay before we do that though we have an ad this week so uh i do want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor trivia scout so i know that it's the off season there's not a lot to do you don't have any reason to go drinking with your friends. You're bored. You want to get you and your wife out of the house. Go to TriviaScout.com and check them out because they do some really, really cool things for local trivia. It is a new up-and-coming website designed to help you find trivia near you. It's got all you have to do is put in your address and it will show you the closest places as well as the times and days in which trivia is happening near you. Pretty cool thing. Great reason to get out of the house and go play some local trivia. I know that I have used this website quite a few times here in my local area, and I believe, Scotty, you have used it a few times as well. It's really, really great. They are uh, they are adding new trivia places every single day. Go check them out, triviascout.com. Perfect. And now let's move on to the mail. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail. Dang it, I'm, ah, I missed it on that one. Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a failure. Yeah, I know. Anyway, all right, first question comes from Lovin' Sports, who is back again. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate the question. He says, Should I make this trade given my team? I'm looking at pick 101 with Brees, but I don't know if this trade is worth it. Trade is 101 for A.J. Dillon, 109. Uh, hold on. 101, oh, 101 for A.J. Dillon, a 109, and a 2023 mid to late first. And his team is, it's a 12-team super flex. He's got Lamar and Russ for his quarterbacks. His running backs are Chubb and Damian Harris. Receivers are A.J. Brown, Higgins, and Shark. His tight ends are Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard. I I think I'd trade the 101. I really think I would trade the 101 for A.J. Dillon, a 109 in a mid to late first next year. I think that's, that's uh, I would accept that because we know that A.J. Dillon 
is going to be more involved and continue to do so. I believe that A.J. Dillon could end up higher than Aaron Jones as far as finishing uh, this upcoming year. Um, and, and I like A.J. Dillon, and I think that as Aaron Jones gets older and, and starts to decline in his ability, A.J. Dillon will even solidify himself in that role even more as a starting running back. Not only that, but Devontae Adams is gone. And at this current moment, this could change tomorrow, by the way, at this current moment, they really don't have much. They have Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard. They have the Lizard King and the Lazard King there. That's it. So I, they're going to have to run the ball more. They're going to check the ball down and scheme these running backs in their game even more than they did last year. And I believe that A.J. Dillon is going to have value. Not only that, you still have a first-round pick this year, and then you get a mid-to-late first-round pick next year. I think that's great value for the 101, and I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, on on its face, what you really have to look at is what you're sacrificing. And even without A.J. Dillon and the 2023 mid-to-late first, you're talking about only sacrificing eight spots. Um, so it's not a huge downside anyway. And then being able to get A.J. Dillon, who very, you know, very likely I don't think is going to be a smash play, but it is someone who I think is going to see an uptick in terms of fantasy value, uh, you know, as time goes on. And then the 2023 first, I, I agree. I think that's a that's a good value for the 101. Uh, you know, you're, you're solid at quarterback too, which is the other thing. that when, Because you're in this super flex league, uh, you're going to see quarterbacks go first in the draft. You're going to see teams who are having a hard time at quarterback. So that means that at 109, you're probably going to be able to get some more good skill position players without much problem. 100%. And it, it, I think that it's also worth noting that what teams need a running back right now? I mean, you think about that. The Texans need a need a running back right now. And Brees Hall could end up with the Texans. That's not a situation I'm necessarily excited for. And if he doesn't go to the, Texan, the Texans, then Brees Hall potentially could be sitting on the bench for a little bit at the 101, which you have to have that mentality and that expectation going into this because not to say that he's not a great running back, but there's he's probably going to be at the, he's depending upon where he goes, he might just be in a timeshare and that's, you have to understand that going into this. Um, so while he, he could have longevity and a great career at this current juncture, the Texans are, are a, a great landing spot for a running back because they're in need of one. But other than that, most teams already have notable running backs in most of their positions. So he's, he's either going to be in a timeshare or he's going to, ride the bench until he he learns the NFL and the speed and and gets a good grasp of it and or somebody gets hurt. So just wanted to state that as a blanket statement to understand that as well, that just because Brees Hall is a great running back does not mean he's a smash play at the 101 for an instant startable running back. All right, next question comes from the Dynasty God. He is in a 12-team Superflex PPR league. Are you taking Matt Ryan... Rashad Bateman and a 207 or Elijah Moore and a 2024 second. I think I'm going to take Matt Ryan Bateman and the 207 in this one. Um, in a super flex league, Matt Ryan is going to have a couple more years of usability. Is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? I'm very hesitant. I, I don't think that that's going to be the case, but that doesn't mean, especially in a 12 team super flex, you're starting 24 quarterbacks every single week. He's certainly within that realm, and I think that he's going to... 
I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for him this year, to be completely honest. I, I think Michael Pittman um, is a great wide receiver, and I, I do believe that the Colts are going to add another wide receiver in this draft to help Michael Pittman. Um, so that that's really exciting to see. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I he was supposed to come in and be the superstar stud, and Hollywood still kind of is over him, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to see value. And if Hollywood gets hurt, Bateman's he's going to be the, the go-to wide receiver. So, And he's he's still young. He's got a lot of potential, and I like Rashad Bateman. 207, also, you're starting to get at that point where you might get off the cuff of a, a starting player, but that's not to say that you won't hit and get lucky on it either. So I like that. I do really like Elijah Moore, um, but the issue being is the Jets, we know that the Jets are hungry for another wide receiver. They've shown interest in Debo. They've shown interest in Tyreek Hill. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try and target somebody in the draft either because they've shown interest in these high-profile wide receivers because they're looking to find another one. While I don't think that Elijah Moore is going to become irrelevant, I think that certainly hurts his production for me a little bit. And so that's why I kind of lean in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'm not super excited about either of these. I think you're probably justified in, in going either way. Um, but the biggest thing that I take away is, I, I, I say this only half-jokingly, Matt Ryan in this new situation, I think he's going to see a massive uptick in production. And part of the reason is, when he was on the Falcons, he had to deal with Calvin Ridley's bullshit. And I, like I said, I say that kind of jokingly because, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but... Calvin Ridley was a drain on that team. They were a drain to the game plans. Matt Ryan is a game planner. He is a, he's a field general. He wants to know what's going on. He wants to plan for it. He wants to scheme against defenses and be by the book. And he was unable to do that for the last two years or for the last, you know, better part of the year. Anyway, um, I think coming into the Colts, he's in a better situation. I think he's going to see more production and I agree. I'm looking, you know, if you're able to get Matt Ryan at a decent value, uh, he's a quarterback that, that I wouldn't sleep on. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him being a top twelve quarterback. I just I, there's there's too much other competition that I think has uh, a way better potential to do that. But um, I'm I'm excited for Matt Ryan this year. I don't think I'm I'm buying early on him by any stretch of the means. But uh, in a super flex league for twelve team, um, I don't hate it. I, I I don't get super excited about it, but certainly going to be a, I think startable at times. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not super excited about either side of this trade, but I think you're right. The Matt Ryan or Shad Bateman side is just a little bit juicier, um, so I think that's what I would go with as well. Agreed. Next question comes from Clutch9. He is in a 12-team half PPR league. Are you taking CMC or the 102 and Pitts? I think I'm going to take 102 and Pitts on this one, um, but this is kind of tough because if you're in a win-now situation, CMC is probably where I kind of stay at, but... I, I I don't like Pitts, not because of his ability, but because of the, the very unfortunate situation that he's now found himself in. Um, the Falcons are in full rebuild mode. They don't have anyone else, and he is going to, uh, you know, he was the guy last year, and he, he had value, and he was, he was all right, but um, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have anybody, really. So he's going to be the only focal point in that offense, and I think defenses is, are going to key in on him because he's the only person worth keying in on at this current moment. Um, so definitely not excited about Pitts this upcoming year, um, but the 102 is definitely tasty. And who knows, Pitt might he might get traded. He might not resign, and he could resign somewhere else after this. Um, and he might find himself in a better situation in the long term. So... 
if you want to hold him for or get him and hold him for his, his potential value down the road, certainly worth exploring. And then you have the 102, which is also very, very nice. You're going to find a very nice pick at that place, too. So I, I think I'm going to take 102 and Pitts on that one. Yeah, when you're... But CMC's going to win you. I mean, he's going to win you games if he is on the field. Yeah. That's, it's just, do you want to take the risk with that? Yeah, that's that's ultimately the question. Whenever you're discussing a trade for or or with CMC, the question is, how much are, are, are you feeling lucky, punk? Because when every time he steps on the field, there's a chance that he's going to be out for the next four or five games. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that, it, you know, we've discussed it at length on this show. It's just... It, he's the player that you have on your team. That's going to, that's going to cause your heart to stop because you have to spend a lot to get him. And the chance that, that he gets injured is as we've seen over the last several years, very high. It's not one of those things where, you know, he's, he's a player that's good. He has like a couple pieces of injury history. It's like, is he more likely to get injured or more likely to stay healthy? And at, at this point, he's more likely to get injured. So, I'm steering away from him pretty much every chance that I get unless the situation is such that I, I can't refuse him. Um, and I don't think that's the case with this one. I, I think you go with the 102 in Pitts. Even Pitts' situation is not ideal, but he's young and he's got upside. The thing is, is that he's, he's on a team that's in a major rebuild, uh, but he is the one shining light on that team, which means I think there's going to be some fantasy relevance there. Um, and even if there isn't, the 102, you should be able to add a valuable piece to your team. Um, so I think that's the way to go for sure. All right. Next, next question. Yeah, next question comes from Justin MC25. He is in a PPR and he states that he is a re- he's rebuilding currently. Um are you taking okay. Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones? I'm going to take Josh Jacobs, I think. Aaron Jones, uh, you know, I said it a little bit earlier on the episode. I think Aaron Jones is starting to get to the point where he is declining a little bit. Um Josh Jacobs is that offense is exciting. I mean, it really is an exciting offense to be a part of. You've got Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, um, everybody that we also <laughs> talked about earlier. Um, and, and I think that he's going to see uh, see some relevance So um, and continue to do so. Aaron Jones currently is 27 years old, and, and I, he's kind of getting at that age where he's going to start slowing down a little bit. Um, Josh Jacobs is only 24. So from an age perspective, that's definitely something that that needs to be noted. And I, I think Josh Jacobs is he's an easy pick for me on this one. Yeah, no, especially if you're rebuilding for sure. Yeah, that's the biggest key. There is the fact that you're rebuilding. Um, you could honestly make this decision based on age alone, because when you're rebuilding, you're trying to build for the future. Um, so even if Aaron Jones wasn't in a significant timeshare, um, you know, you're talking about Josh Jacobs, who is an up and coming running back. He's proven himself to be effective. Um, he doesn't have nearly as much of a timeshare. Aaron Jones is aging. He's a very good running back, but he's got a lot of competition. Um, and who knows how long he's going to be relevant. Uh, and not only that, but he's on a Packers team that is doing everything that they can to, to get relevant. Um, so I think Josh Jacobs is an easy pick here. I would be excited to have him on the team. Can I, I'm going to make a, I don't know if this is necessarily a hot take, but I'm going to say it. Um, I think Josh Jacobs will finish higher as an RB this year than Aaron Jones. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance of that, and there's an even better chance of that next year and an even better chance of that the year after that, and that's kind of what you're looking at. You're looking at that trend. Yep. Um, Aaron Jones is likely on the downhill side of his career, not that he's not a great running back, not that he doesn't have uh, fantasy value, 
But Josh Jacobs is still on the upswing and Aaron Jones is mm-hmm. on the downswing. And when you're in this, you know, assuming you're in a dynasty league, yeah, you're rebuilding. So you are, um, you know, you have to be able, you have to look at that. And like I said, you could really make this decision based on age alone. Uh, but even if that's not enough for you, you have to look at their situation. Josh Jacobs is in a better situation. Agreed. Our next question comes from, I'm not a cap cop. Oh, I'm not a cop. There's a lot of W's in that when there shouldn't be. I, I kind of like that. I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. You're right. definitely a cop. You're definitely a cop. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for your service. Officer. Um, officer. Officer. Which uh, which side are you taking for Superflex half PPR league? Are you taking Mike Evans or Wentz in a 208? <laughs> I'm taking Mike Evans. No part of me wants to touch Carson Wentz. At all. I mean, if you're like, if you only have one quarterback, maybe I'd consider this. But um, Carson Wentz is n- not anyone that excites me at all. Um, and a 208 is also not extremely exciting. So I'm doing Mike Evans on this one. Yeah, the, the only situation you'd find yourself picking up Wentz is if you're, oh, shit, I need someone who's going to be on the QB field. <laughs> like, yeah. who's not going <laughs> like to put zero. I need an, exactly. I'm yeah. not excited about that, so yeah. I'm taking Mike Evans. Yeah, and the thing about Mike Evans is that he's not in a bad situation right now. Um, you know, he has a good chance to be to be productive, uh, and I don't know that it's a long-term solution, but certainly more likely to be productive for your team than Carson Wentz. Yeah, and Wentz isn't a long-term solution, I don't think, either. So pick your battles. Yeah, yeah. All right, this question comes from Fizz6. He is in a 14-team Super I think it's league. physics. Yeah, but he, it's Fizz6. There's some creative names today. I kind of like it. Yeah, my fever makes it really difficult for me to to recognize what they're trying to say. Is, is that your excuse? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty rough. If I pass out, just let me die. Okay. All right. I'll just I'll keep going on the podcast. I got a do not resuscitate tattoo on my chest. <laughs> DNR. <laughs> uh, all right. So physics, physics is in a 14 team Superflex league, which 14 teams Superflex. That's kind of a shit show. That's a lot. That's that makes quarterbacks infinitely more. We're in a six. Are we? Is it 16? That one league that we're in. Yeah. It's a 16 team Superflex league. It's interesting. Yeah. It's so 14 slim is also that's. It very much is. Um, okay, so. are you taking Watson or Trey Lance in a 14-team Superflex? <clears throat> you already know my answer on this one. Well, and honestly, before you answer, if you're in a 14-team Superflex league and you have the choice between these two, you're you're probably doing just fine. Yeah, I would agree. But I think I... You're going to have people trying to pick up Carson Wentz, so you're doing better <laughs> than that. <laughs> I... Look, I could see people making an argument for Lance. I really could. He's young. He's mobile. He's he's going to be an upcoming stud. He's healthy. He's on a, a offensive, a, a good offensive team. I'm taking Deshaun Watson on this one. Deshaun Watson has proven himself when he is on the field to be a, a, a an elite caliber quarterback. He's shown it. He, we've seen what he can do already. I'm taking the proven versus the possibility on this. And... Uh, and I like Deshaun Watson, not as not for his off the field stuff, but what he's able to do on the field. Um, I think he's a really, really good quarterback, and uh, and I'm taking I'm taking Watson on this one. Yeah, the thing is too is Jimmy G is still there, so for all yep. we know, Trey Lance isn't even gonna isn't even gonna play. 
so it's, you know, I, I think we like to assume that he's going to play or at least they're going to split time. Um, you know, best case scenario, Jimmy G finds a new home, but it hasn't happened yet. So especially right now, if you're making this decision, Watson is a very, very easy choice. Yeah, and I think I, I do believe that Lance is going to be the starter this year um, or at some point will take over as the starter going forward. I think it would be a disservice for what they did to get him. They traded up to get him. Then they let him ride the bench all last year. I think it's time you let your your rookie kind of take the reins. You're already going under a, a semblance of a, a rebuild. Well, kind of. I, I say that, but then, you know, you still have Debo. You got Brandon Ayuk there and George Kittle. So you, you do have some weapons, but I think it's you need to start. You have to start at some point. And Jimmy G was not great last year. He was usable, but let the kid go. Take the training wheels off. Let him grow. Let him learn. I think that's kind of my mentality towards it. Um, but I, I still like Watson. Yeah, Watson's the easy choice. As far as that goes, what they really need to do is make a decision and run with it because keeping the kid in limbo is not going to help anybody. You're, 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 no. You either need to say, okay, you're going to be the backup, learn what you can, and allow him to approach the season from that standpoint, or you have to say mm-hmm. it's your turn to take the reins. But having him in this position where each and every game, okay, you may or may not get some snaps in here, you may or may not, we still might trade Jimmy G, who knows. Like, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the team at all when you don't have a clear leader, and it certainly doesn't help one of the potential leaders if they don't know when they're supposed to lead or when they're supposed to sit back. So this this organization needs to figure it out because they're only going to cause themselves problems going forward. Yep, I agree. Our next question comes from Karsten Lienemann. He is in a dynasty half point PPR league. Are you taking Mixon in a 207 or Cam Akers? Hmm. Hmm. That is a good question because both of these running backs are on very high powered offenses. That is exciting in and of itself. Do you do you have an answer on this? Because I'm still kind of thinking. Um, I think either way would be justified. This is really kind of a coin flip situation, but if I had to choose, I'm going Mixon just because the 207, you may be able to get some value out of it. And I like Mixon a lot this year. I think he's going to be he's going to be hugely successful. Um, obviously, Cam Akers is in a similar position where you expect him to perform, um, but Mixon is you know in all likelihood going to be just as successful, and you get the 207. Yeah, <clears throat> I man, it's tough because. Cam Akers came back and was a, a stud, and nobody expected that. When he came, I mean, he came back from an injury early, which was kind of surprising in and of itself. And then he looked good. I think the Rams this upcoming year are going to run the ball a little bit more, um, as they should. But I think I'm going to take Mixon on this one as well. I because we've seen what he's he he catches the ball, he runs the ball. He's, he, he does it both, or does it all, I guess. Um, <clears throat> they've upgraded his offensive line, and he finished at running back three this last year. So uh, exciting stuff. I think he's still a, a top-five quarterback, and uh, and I think I'm going to take Mixon on this one. I, I like Cam Akers for his age as well because he's a little bit younger, but he also is coming off an Achilles injury. Um, so not that I'm necessarily worried about that because he did look good when he came back. But it's worth noting. I think I'm going to take Mixon. But this one is, it's very close. Yeah, it's tough. Um, next question comes from bat underscore man 9119. Are you taking Russ or Daniel Jones in a 2023 first? 
gosh, I I don't like Daniel Jones at all. Um, but the 2023 first is slightly appealing. Uh, I think there's a couple things that I would like to know. Is this a super flex league? I'm I'm going to assume just for the sake of conversation that it is. Um, and if that's the case, I think I'm going to take Daniel Jones in the 2023 first. If it's not a super flex league, I think I'm still going to take Daniel Jones in the 2020. This sucks though, because Russell Wilson is going to, I think have a very good year. Um, and Daniel Jones is not ever going to have a good year, I don't think. So, but the 2023 first is really what's swaying me on this one because Russell Wilson is not getting any younger. He was injured last year, does and his I think it was his throwing hand. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm necessarily alarmed by that because I think he's going to come back and be fine. But it's worth noting, he's on a brand new team that I I I firmly believe is going to be electric, and I'm excited for it. And <clears throat> I believe. Most years he's finished top twelve or better. I think he just this was his first year that he didn't do to his hand injury. Um, but you also kind of got to think about longevity, and and that's something that I think needs to be brought up. He's thirty three years old, so that's he's kind of right in the middle um, where he could play another four or five years, or he could decide he wants to retire. It's something that you have to you have to know, and so I think um. If you're in a win now, I say Russell Wilson. If not, I would I would take yeah, the other side. That's exactly that's what I was going to say. That's that's the key factor here is what's your uh, what's your team look like? Are you preparing to win? Because if so, Russ is an easy choice. Um, if you are in a rebuild situation, that 2023 first is going to be more valuable to you than either of these quarterbacks. Um, so that's the way that I would go. So yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. You, it just you have to evaluate how you think you're going to perform this season and act accordingly. Agreed. Our next question comes from Zach underscore Reaper. He is in a 10-team Superflex PPR league. Are you taking Lamar Jackson or Debo Samuel? Oh, jibbles. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. In the Superflex league, that is a difference maker. And look, Debo Samuel is a difference maker. He is a he finished at wide receiver two this last year. He runs the ball. He catches the ball. Sometimes he throws the ball. I mean, he does everything, and he was, he's good at it all. Is it sustainable? And that is the question you have to ask. Is he is his body going to hold up while he runs the ball 60 to 70 times a year while still running routes and catching the ball? You have to be cognizant of that. And I think that, that Lamar Jackson's shelf life is is a little bit nicer. Um, and especially in a super flex league. He's he's a top ten quarterback. That makes a difference in a super flex league. So I think that's that's where I lean on that one. It's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think pretty much no matter what, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson here. But it may be worth considering um, where Debo ends up. Is he going to stick it out? Um, or does he end up getting moved around? And that could change his position dramatically. That could. Um, he's kind of in an up-in-the-air spot right now where you don't really know what to expect from him. Obviously, a great athlete. You always expect him to be fantasy relevant. Uh, but he could be, you know... A, a very clear high-end wide receiver, or he could be someone who's more middle of the pack. It depends on what this situation mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, but in a super flex league, Lamar Jackson is still one of the best fantasy quarterbacks that you can get. Um, that is going to be a huge benefit for you. So I, I would go Lamar Jackson every time. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think, and I, I think it's also worth noting, you know, like you said, if if Debo goes somewhere else, it could be more appealing. Hundred percent agree, but I think it also depends on what are your other quarterback options in on your team as well. So something worth stating. All right, final question comes from underscore mustard FSC. He is in a dynasty one quarterback league, and this is a major trade here. A lot of names. Are you going to take Tyreek Hill, Michael Gallup, and Mark Andrews, or Debo, Ayuk, LaVisca Chenault, Mike Kosicki, and a 107? (laughs) There is a lot going on in this trade. Um, There's a lot of like high profile big name people too. It's not just like some piddly shit. Uh <laughs> I am going to take Hill Gallup and Mark Andrews. Um I I don't like and this is just me personally, I don't like stacking players. Um I've never really been a fan of that. And and Debo is is He's a foolproof starter, so you can put him in your lineup every week <clears throat> and not have to worry about it at all. Um, <clears throat> but Brandon Ayuk is also, he, he's on the same team, and, and what happens if he has a spike week and Debo doesn't? That always It always just kind of disappoints me when one of them sits on the bench and does really well, and I'm like, damn, I should have put him in this week. But, I mean, you start Debo every single time over Ayuk. So, um that always kind of sucks. LaVisca Chanel, I'm not necessarily excited about. I do like Mike Gesicki, and I think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, I know 107 is also exciting, but Tyreek Hill is, is also foolproof. He's getting a little bit older, but he's still an elite wide receiver that we don't really know what's going to happen there. We have an idea as to what's going to happen there, but we don't know for sure if he, what his role is exactly... We have a great idea. He's going to run off defenses and, and open up the gaps. But is he going to see the same fantasy relevance that he did with the Chiefs? I don't think so. But I still think he's an elite wide receiver, and I still think he he could finish in the top 10. Do I think he's going to finish where he did last year? No, but he, because he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes throwing it to him. Michael Gallup, he's going to see relevance this year. He is going to see relevance this year. It's him and CeeDee Lamb right now. So the Cowboys need another wide receiver. They're another landing spot for maybe they'll get one in the draft. Um, but Amari Cooper's not there anymore, so that that elevates him a little bit. And Mark Andrews is a stud tight end. He finished tight end one this last year. Will he do so again this year? Maybe. We'll see. Because he was Tyler Huntley's best friend when Tyler Huntley was playing when Lamar Jackson was hurt. But he's still a top five tight end for sure. And We've said it on previous episodes. I will say it again. When you have an elite tight end, it is the difference maker between winning and losing in fantasy football. Give me Mark Andrews every single day. That's why I'm taking this trade is, is all three of those guys should see plenty of targets, plenty of balls. And uh, and while Debo will, will I, you can Chanel every week and Gasicki for that matter. I'm just not, mm. I, I'm not so sure. Well, let me ask you this. If Debo say got traded to green Bay, does that change your opinion? Because now you have Ayuk, who's going to see an uptick in targets. Debo is going to be playing with an elite quarterback, um, and obviously be a be the go to guy. Um, you know that adds a lot of value yes. to that side yes. of the trade. Yes, I'll just say so. If Debo were to go to Green Bay, it would a hundred percent sway my opinion on that because he's going to play with an elite quarterback, and you know he's going to be the bona fide guy there. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I, I would, I would smash that. Except on the other side, depending on Debo's situation and where he ends so up. I, now, if you went to the, if you went to the Jets, probably not. Mm. I'd probably still lean on the other side. So I think Debo's landing spot, depending upon where it would, would mm-hmm. would potentially sway me on the other side on that one. So that that would be the argument for taking that side of the trade right now is that you're betting on Debo and Ayuk to be separated and have two wide receiver ones there on two separate teams with the potential for Debo to be playing with. No, Aaron Rodgers. Um, however, if you're going off the information you know right now, I agree with you. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, Michael Gallup, Mark Andrews, all of those three are going to be smash plays this year. Um, there's no arguing it. So going the Debo side is a bit more of a gamble. It may pay off. It might not. Uh, but the Tyreek, Gallup, and Andrews side is sort of a surefire thing, as much as it can be mm-hmm. in fantasy football anyway. 100%. And that's it. That's all we get. That is it. We wrapping it up a little bit early today. Ladies and jennies, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Leather Brains. You are now a Brainiac if this is your first time here. Welcome aboard. You are dubbed a Brainiac. And uh, go follow us on Twitter. We are doing a lot of fun things over there. That's Leather Brains with a Z at the end of it, at Leather Brains. We're always posting questions. DM us on there. Ask us your questions. We'll either put it on the podcast or we'll we'll post it for our listeners so you can see live feedback from other fantasy football players. It's a good time over there. Appreciate you tuning in. Hit subscribe. Give us five stars. And uh, I think that's it. All right. That's perfect. it. That's it. That's all. So we are.